Hello and welcome to the show. This is the Sales for the Nigerian Business Person podcast. It's available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, iTunes, or any podcast player of your choice. So remember, you can subscribe for free. You don't have to pay a thing. Once you're done listening to this episode, especially for those of you, the nearly 40-50% of you who are still listening to the show on web browsers. And once you're done, after you subscribe, remember to give me a 5-star review. So today on the show, we're going to be looking at flexibility as an asset in growing your sales and improving your business. Now, the reason why I would like to talk about this today is because lots of um, folks, whether you peep them out on LinkedIn or Twitter, um, X or um, wherever it is that you find uh, people on the interwebs, Instagram, anywhere, people talk about uh, persistence, um, grit uh, and your ability to um, stay the path when it comes to growing your business. Now, I'm not here to say that that is a bad idea. Actually, um, actually, it's it's a very good idea, and we need to be able to learn how to be persistent. Be able to. We need to learn how to um, stay the course. But I'm afraid that sometimes all that um, talk leads the average person or the average business person um, astray, and then we forget about how flexibility can be a virtue and learning how to deviate from the um, established path or the path that we have laid before us, how it can be a virtue and sometimes the right thing to do when it comes to personal matters and also uh, business. Now, of course, what's the context? I'm sounding rather cryptic, right? The context is this. I received a pitch on LinkedIn and I know if you've been listening to this show for the last maybe two or three months, you're well aware that I'm getting pitched every single week, sometimes three or four times a week on all manner of things. And I have used some of those pitches in the past um, to be the uh, basis of podcast episodes um, where I I try to show how uh, some of these people uh, can use um, proper sales and business development te- and techniques to improve their chances of closing a sale. And when I make these episodes, um, it is my hope that you guys are going to be able to glean the principles that we discuss, even though it relates to LinkedIn, to also see how it applies, whether you're trying to make a sale on uh, through your website or through, um, uh, what's the other one, uh, Instagram. Yeah, lots of business goes down on Instagram, uh, TikTok, um, whatever. So you take the principles and you apply. So today is no different. And um, this is the typical format. I received a connection request. I accept connection requests from everyone um, at this point, although I'm wondering if that's a wise decision to do. But anyway, that's where I am right now. Anyone who sends me a connection request, I um, accept. And um, the person starts off the conversation uh, because this is how it happens. They send you a connection request and then they now start trying to um, make a sales pitch which is why I made those series of episodes. Um, usually, I started it off with Dear Remy Lekun. So you should see that in the headers, Dear Remy Lekun. That's when Remy Lekun, uh, my mentee, and I were having these um, long, drawn-out conversations about what's the best way to sell on LinkedIn, what's the best way to sell on social media, um, period. Should you get involved in making friends um, forever and ever without asking for the sale? When is the proper time to ask for a sale? When is the proper time to get down to business? So if you want to hear, uh, get caught up to speed on the conversations that I had with uh, Remy Lekun, my mentee, on the matter, 
all you have to do when you're done listening to this episode, if you're a first-time listener, is to um, just scroll up. We have over 700 um, titles so far. So scroll up, or, or should I say scroll down, because my wife and I keep having that argument. I can't even remember which way I stand on the matter, whether it's scrolling up or scrolling down. So anyway, flick it so that you can go down the list, whether it's called scrolling up or whether it's called scrolling down. And eventually you're going to find uh, the podcast titles that have Remy Lekun in there. Remy Lekun is R-E-M-I-L-E-K-U-N. That's for you non-Nigerian um, listeners of the show. And you find, you get a much more full exposition of what my ideas are on the, uh, on the matter. So, this fellow sends me a connection request, I accept, and then he starts off the conversation by saying he can't find me on YouTube. And I politely called him out for lying. I didn't say he was lying, but I politely called him out. I told him that, look, if you search YouTube, there is only one Tavishima Ayede. It's not because I'm unique. It's just that um, I'm Tiv... um, Tiv people were a tribe in the... Well, most people will say North Central, uh, but our people don't like to say North Central. We prefer to say Middle Belt. So we're in the Middle Belt um, part of Nigeria. Um, we are, well, at least with the 1979 census, if I remember correctly, uh, we were the fourth um, largest tribe in Nigeria. Now, even though we're the fourth largest tribe in Nigeria, we're not a relatively um, educated tribe. When you compare to uh, people in other countries, Okay, maybe like the um, uh, other countries, like maybe uh, India. Because uh, for those of you who've been listening, I've been doing some work with um, Idufa. That's an Indian educational institution. And then even if you uh, come back down to Nigeria, we're not as educated as, say, let's say the Yoruba people are or the Benin people are. Because the Benin people and the Yoruba people have been exposed to uh, much more modern forms of education with the um, advent of the Portuguese into West Africa. And then later on, uh, the English, the Irish and uh, blah, blah, blah. So... Uh, Rightly speaking, uh, to other folks, we're not that educated. So even though um, there are millions and millions of us TIV people, it's not often that you uh, will find a TIV young man like me spouting all sorts of ideas um, over on the internet. So um, there are not many Tavishimas on the internet. In fact, there was one time I went on Facebook to search for Tavishimas, and that's back when I was in university. And at the time, I think I found maybe eight, eight or maybe uh, nine of us. So global, that's what I could find. So, there are not those many Tavishimas around. <clears throat> and then again, my family's surname is unique uh, amongst them, um, Tiv names. So, um, there's only one Ayede family. So, I told the fellow, that's not true. Even if you had done any kind of search, I am the only name that would have popped up if you had used Tave Ayede or Tavishima Ayede. Even if you had spelled Tavishima wrong, because some people spell Tavishima wrong, they put the R in front of the T and still... I still pop up. So you search podcast, you search on YouTube. I'm the only one that is going to pop up. So he says, oh, he apologizes. And then he responds three minutes later to say, oh, he found the YouTube channel and that the videos are are awesome. Of course. um, Anyway, I didn't call him out again and tell him a liar because let's face it, on the YouTube I, I know I've given up on YouTube. I've mentioned that on the podcast that I'm not going to be using YouTube as part of my um, uh, business strategy anymore. But the thing is, I have, um, <clears throat> I think I have close to 100 videos um, up there. And if you're familiar, 
uh, for those of you who are new to the podcast, or rather for those of you who are familiar with um, how I roll, I don't do anything um, short. So yes, I had a couple of one minute videos and things like that, but most of the videos there that you find there are 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes. I think there's even one 45 minute video. So you can't say that you have done any kind of research on me whatsoever when um, three minutes ago you claimed you couldn't find my videos and then now you say, oh, you found the videos, the videos are awesome. So I know he's telling lies. He hasn't seen any of the videos. And uh, by the way, um, I hope you guys are catching the, um, I hope you guys are getting the gist of what it is I'm trying to point to. When you're trying to sell to someone on LinkedIn or social media, the research, level of research that you have to do is not that difficult. All you had to do was take my name, throw it across a bunch of platforms, uh, TikTok, whatever. He would have seen what is out there. You don't even have to watch um, any video. Just scroll through, see what some of the titles are, you know, things like that. But bottom line is, before you start trying to pitch someone and make a sale, um, you know, five minutes of research is, I think, is, is going to be fine. And then don't tell lies don't pretend to do what it is that you have not done because you try and tell lies it's very easy to um sniff these things out and then nowadays people say that we have uh, human beings have very huge um uh, uh bullshit meter sorry excuse my french so stop trying to tell lies anyway then um i just uh, came straight out i told the dude because i could see where all this is heading since people try to sell me something every day so I asked the guy straight out, look, are you trying to sell me video production services? And then he says, no, that he's not. Of course, I know that he's lying because when I accept um, the connection requests, I actually do the research on everybody because I'm trying to have conversations with people who reach out to me. So at the very least, I open up their LinkedIn, I scroll through, I have a look. Let me try to figure out who this person is before I try and engage them in conversations. So I knew based on what I could see that he was heading um, for the sale. I have no problem with being sold, but um, I just like it when we can uh, cut the bullshit and then just go um, straight to the chase and then have a real frank conversation about what is it that you offer, what my needs are, if there's any um, uh, meeting point and then stuff like that. So he says no, that he's not trying to um, sell me on video production services or anything video related, uh, but he has free advice. And I say, oh, okay, free advice. That's absolutely cool. I'm down for free advice. However, I do not want any free advice on anything that is video related. I know some of you are wondering, what does the role of flexibility have to do in all this so far? But don't worry, I'm getting there. So I tell the dude, yeah, sure, free advice, nothing video related. But if you're going to talk about podcasts, then hell yes, because the podcast is basically um, the the tip of the spear when it comes to me trying to advance my business. I'm staking a lot of my um, professional um, uh, credibility on the stuff that I put out on the podcast and things like that. And so that's what I'm trying to use to gain me some visibility so I can now leverage the work over here on the podcast to get uh, paid coaching engagements and then paid speaking engagements. So that's what I told him, summary. Um, Tips on growing my channel, uh, no, because I don't have bandwidth for YouTube right now. Whether it's a good thing to do or it's not a good thing to do. YouTube, videos, nah, I'm not doing video, purely audio. Uh, podcast, let's get the conversation going. Anyway, he ignores what I said and then he introduces himself as a professional marketer and a YouTube expert and then blah, 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 blah. Like I said, no surprise, because unlike him, when I accepted the connection request, I opened up the profile 
and I tried to get a sense of uh, who is this dude, um, you know, what's he all about. Uh, so I had done that. So no surprise. I know exactly who you are. And that's the reason why I asked you up front. Are you trying to sell me on some uh, video stuff right now? Anyway, after he introduces himself, he now goes into a monologue. Well, uh, oh, by the way, this exchange was um, via the chat function in LinkedIn. So it was not a phone conversation. So he now goes into a monologue. If you can call it a monologue, a textologue, you know, mountains and mountains of texts with some screenshots where he's talking about how I need to use video iCards to improve my video. Video iCards. I have absolutely no idea what a video iCard is. He says that I need to do something about end-to-end -end screening and blah, blah, blah. End-to-end -end screening. I have absolutely no idea what end-to-end -end screening is. And then he talks about video SEO and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I'm like, video SEO? I thought SEO was purely a um, text thing. So I know absolutely nothing about video SEO. And he keeps going on and on and on. And there's plenty of technical jargon. And he has screenshots from videos with arrows and stuff like that. And by the way, this is someone who claimed that he had looked at my YouTube um, channel. At the very least, if you're going to make this kind of presentation and try to close the sale based on these sorts of things, can you at least make sure that the screenshots you are getting is of the person's YouTube channel, not somebody else? Because it not only does it show that you've done some research, it makes it much more relatable. If you point here and you say, do video iCard here because you're not doing video iCard, you're losing this many um, uh, views or your video is lowering slower or whatever it is that video iCards are responsible for. I don't know anything about video, um, by the way. So, you know, I'm just freestyling here. So for those of you who are uh, video gurus, uh, please don't judge. So if you had done that and then, you know, with the arrows here and there and underline this and circle that, and I'll, you know, I might have been able to think like, oh, wow, okay, perhaps I need to take this iCard thing seriously. Perhaps there's a problem um, with my channel. And then he goes on with all this technical jargon. Oh, by the way, um, side note, for those of you who are going to sell in somewhat technical spaces, stop assuming that people know what all this technical jargon mean. Simplify things and talk to people in relatable terms. Even if you're going to use the technical jargon, a very simple formula to use is, you say technical jargon, blah, 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 and then you now add what this means for you is, and then you say the implication so that people can follow you. There's no point in saying video iCards, end-to-end screen, video SEO, blah, 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 and then you just move on and you expect me to know what that means. Say, video iCards, you should do something, something video iCard on your video comma what this means for you is if you do the video icard you will benefit x if you don't do the video icard you will lose y and this is important uh, and this is uh, and this happens because a video icard is this 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 and this so you can use all these technical terms but this is just a simple formula so introduce technical term then comma what this means for you is then you now state the benefit, what people are going to gain, or you state the, uh, the uh, what's it called, the damage, what people are going to suffer. So for those of you in technical sales, please um, do that. Anyway, so um, he just goes on and on and on and on. And um, at some point I realized like, man, this guy is not getting the, he's not, he's not getting the gist. So I just fashy the guy. Um, 
And I'd like to tell you how the monologue ended, but I don't know how it ended. So, although I'm sure by now he has stopped. So I was having the conversation um, with my wife because, um, you know, sometimes I feel that maybe I overanalyze things from a sales um, perspective because, you know, this is my own, um, it's my bread and butter, you know, it's my field. So sometimes I like a simple perspective from someone who is a uh, non-specialist. And of course, my wife is not in sales. She's in capital market regulation. Uh, so, you know, this is not her sort of thing. So I just told her, hey, babe, you know, I had the weirdest conversation with someone today. And then I told her, and, you know, she was really, really laughing. And she just said exactly what was on my mind. She said that the guy just wanted to get his message out, like any which way. He just wanted to pour hours on his chest. And this is where flexibility comes in. I have been talking about having sales frameworks and sales scripts from day one of this podcast. So it's important that we all should have one. And it is very good that this fellow has a sales script which lays out, this is how you look for people. This is how you start the conversation. This is how you introduce your subject matter expertise. And this is how you explain what the benefits are. And this is how you ask for a close. So for that, I'll clap for this guy that at least he has a script. There are lots of you who are just hitting people up in their inboxes and you're freestyling. Freestyling, very bad. Having a script, having a framework, having some guiding principles or whatever it is you want to call it, that's the best way to go about it. Now, when we have our script or our framework, we have to be very flexible. When people engage us in conversations, when we're rolling out our sales script, we need to take feedback from the conversation that we're having so far and then adapt to what it is that is going now. If somebody engages with you through your, uh, with your sales framework, and let's say you have 12 steps in this uh, sales framework, and from what the person said in steps one, two, and three, it looks as if the person has no problem with four, five, and six, then maybe you have to skip four, five, and six, and then go all the way to nine, 10, and 11 in your presentation, and close the deal. Because if from what the person has said in 1, 2, and 3, obviously they have no problems with 4, 5, and 6, but you keep going on, you're going to get this person bored. And you're going to take the person off. The person will be like, this dude is obviously not listening. There are some people who are polite and who will engage you and or whatnot. But please, not everybody is like me. There are some people that will switch off. I have, well, I'm not proud to say, I've actually seen my wife, um, cut the phone on someone who is droning. I don't think that's uh, really nice. It's not polite, you know, we're human beings. But um, that's just the world we live in. There are lots of people who will cut the phone, block, delete, spam, unfollow, unsubscribe, on whatever it is that is possible. And so that's the reason why we have to be flexible. All we have to do is take feedback and adapt accordingly. So in this case, for someone who sells video um, optimization, YouTube, you know, blah, 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 all the stuff that this guy is about. Uh, well, first off, uh, I would recommend, it makes common sense, and lots of Nigerians do this. If you're involved in one business and people use a certain product or your product or your service, sometimes it makes sense to know some people who do stuff that are before your product or service and who do stuff that are after your product or service. So that if you're talking to someone and it's not a fit for what you do, you can refer to someone on the left 
or refer to someone on the right and then take a slice of the commission or take a slice of the goodwill, whichever it is that you prefer. So in this case, you're a video person. I think it might make sense for you to have some people on speed dial who are branding specialists or maybe audio specialists or maybe uh, Facebook marketing specialists or whatever. So that by the time you start all this um, uh, iCard, uh, end-to-end video SEO, blah, 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 and the person is like, hey, dude, like, I'm not feeling you on all this stuff. All I need is for my website to blah, 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 blah. If you don't know how to do the website thing, this is the point where it's going to help for you to say, oh, okay, um, okay, I can help you on that because I'm a video guy. But my boy, Kunle, or my, my girl, Kemi, she's really good at this sort of thing. Are you okay with me handing her your number? Let her hit you up. Maybe she can help you out. That's the sort of flexibility that I'm talking about here. So it was really clear that if it is video, I don't want to hear it. If it is audio, I am game. Please keep talking. He should have been flexible to be able to say like, oh, you know what? Uh, truly, truly, I say on TV, the only thing I know is video. This audio podcasting you're talking about, I have no idea about it. And then he should have killed the conversation and then moved on to spend time with someone who is willing to buy video services. Or he should have said, oh, rarely, rarely I say on TV. It is true. I do not know um, uh, audio. I do not know podcasting because all I know is video. However, I have this good friend of mine. His name is Ranjesh. Or I have another friend. His name is Karade. Or I have this lady friend. Uh, her name is uh, Remy Leko. And her specialty is audio. Can I hook you up with her? Let's see if she can help you solve your problem. Now, this is the kind of flexibility that I'm talking about that can be an asset in growing our businesses and an asset in improving our sales. Having your script is wonderful. It's absolutely nice. But we have to be flexible. We're engaging with someone. We're not engaging with robots. We're engaging with human beings. There's going to be some feedback from the process. We have to be flexible, take the feedback, and then adapt accordingly. We don't have to show up all the time to people's offices, to people's inboxes, to people's churches, to people's homes, to wherever it is that we meet them. And then decide that because I have a 12-step process in my sales, that I'm going to follow this process absolutely how I designed it, regardless of what it is that the person says. So, that's all, folks. And that's the end of my rant today. I hope I've been able to convince you and not to confuse you that even though we ought to be persistent and have grit and we have to hold the line, we have to be flexible and we have to be open to feedback and take the feedback on when we're trying out different marketing initiatives, different uh, sales initiatives. Flexibility, absolutely important. It's going to take us far. It's also going to help us to make more money. So that's all for today, folks. If you love what you've been hearing on the podcast so far, this episode or previous episodes, hit me up on 080-6466-2140. When I say hit me up, I mean call, SMS, WhatsApp, or Telegram for lots of services that we offer, including business strategy consulting. That is where we help you guys work on your market positioning, how are you putting out yourself there in the market, what are your expansion plans, what are the business goals uh, that you have. Let's see how we can help you um, hit those. And you can also connect with me on LinkedIn, just like this um, fellow did. And I'm just letting you know, 
I have no problem with being sold on LinkedIn. So you hit me up, you have something to sell. Let's just get straight down to business. I know you're trying to sell me something, so don't, don't faff about. That's for those of you who have something to sell. So connect with me on LinkedIn, which is my social media of choice, or find me on any social media. My name is Tavishima Ayede. There is only one Tavishima Ayede in the world, at least until one of my cousins names their child Tavishima, and then there'll be two of us, or more. Don't worry about the spelling of my name. You can confirm it and uh, my email address on the website where you're currently listening to this episode or the profile of the podcast app where you're currently listening to my voice. And for those of you who have dedicated um, savings goals, whether it's uh, business or whether it's educational or you're working towards your retirement or your parents' retirement and you'd like to hear how I'm helping a client get 1.4 million naira returns on a savings account, then hit me up. Number is the same. 080-6466-2140. Country code is plus 234. For those of you Nigerians who have fled the coop and you've been out of the country for the last 10, you know, maybe 15 years, and you've forgotten what the country code is. So, um, that's it pretty much. That's all I have um, lined up for today. Um, hmm. I'll have to look for my uh, question script to see what we have for tomorrow. But anyway, either way, I'll catch you guys uh, tomorrow. Thanks for your time and attention. And don't worry, I'm going to make it uh, worth your while, as I always do. So, subscribe to the show. Don't forget, five stars.